0: You're listening to Men of Abundance, episode 160, with Chris Marr. And today we're talking about the importance of being creative and creating content. What's up? What's up, Men of Abundance? I am Wally Carmichael, your host of the Men of Abundance podcast, the Pay It Forward community. Today we are talking to Chris Marr, and I have to give a shout out to Mark Asquith for making this introduction. I bring it up in the conversation as well, but I just want to make sure I share this with you right here, right up front, that Mark Asquith has played a huge part, a major part, in Men of Abundance because it is his platform that he has co-founded with John Lee Dumas. Podcast Websites is where I host my podcast and my website and everything to do with Men of Abundance. And I just cannot say enough about the team over there at Podcast Websites. If you are at all considering starting your own podcast I absolutely, it's, it's a requirement. If any of you ever ask me to mentor you and to coach you and to help you in building a website, the very first thing I'm going to tell you to do is to go get an account at podcast websites. Quite frankly, because I want you to do it professional. I don't want you to mess around with it. Why do anything and do it half-ass? You want to do it right and you want to get all the bells and whistles. And oh, by the way, you might not want to build everything yourself. That's where podcast websites come in. They have built everything for you. It is plug and play. You can go over there and build the stuff yourself and try to figure out WordPress and all that other kind of cool stuff. But if you're the type of guy like me and you just want to throw a little bit of money at it and let somebody else build it so that you can maintain it, or if you want them to do the whole bit, it's all there for you from start to finish, top to bottom. So Mark and everybody over there at podcast websites, thank you very much for that and thank you for introducing me to Chris Marr. Now guys, this conversation may seem a little bit out of norm, but there's a specific reason why I wanted to have this conversation, and it pretty much went exactly where I expected it to go. And that is being creative and creating content. Now as usual, I'm gonna share my thoughts at the end of the conversation, but just know this, just about every single very successful figure in history and in current times that I have personally read about, has created some sort of content in their life or throughout their life in the form of a journal or any of the other mediums that me and Chris talk about in our conversation. So this conversation is very relevant to you and you're living a life of abundance. Well, it is in my opinion anyway, and therefore, I believe you should pay attention to this conversation. What's more is I know other guys out there, other men and women are going to want to hear this conversation. So make sure you are abundant in your actions today by paying it forward and sharing Men of Abundance with everyone that you come in contact with, or at least the ones you care about. And if you haven't done so already, go ahead and subscribe to Men of Abundance on your favorite podcast player. That way you don't miss one single episode. All right, let me bring out our featured guest today. Our featured guest today is Chris Marr. He is the founder and director of Content Marketing Academy, LTD. Chris is a teacher and a student of content marketing. He's the founder and driving force behind the Content Marketing Academy, and he's the dad to Spencer. Men of Abundance, it is my honor to introduce you to Chris Marr. Chris, welcome to
1: Men of Abundance, man. How are you doing? I am good, I'm good. Thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to getting stuck in today.
0: Man, I'm telling you what, uh, a very uh, a mutual friend connected us. I know he was connecting you with a lot of people, trying to get people to uh, lift you up and, and find out what you got going on, but we got to give a shout out to Mark Asquith out there in the uh, UK, and, and I can't say enough about that guy, man.
1: Yeah, he's a great guy. He's, like, I said, like you said, he's helping both of us out, very, very much so.
0: Indeed, indeed. Where are you at in the world?
1: I am in Scotland, on the east coast of Scotland, sort of like midway. So, uh, right now it is gray and wet and dark and it's raining. It's not, this is like typical Scottish weather just now, you know? So yeah, East coast of Fife and in Scotland.
0: Wow. I keep wanting to look at my, um, my lineage and do one of those DNA tests to see where my ancestors mm. are from. Cause being my last name Carmichael, I've been told I might have some folks from Scotland. I don't know.
1: Yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah. I think, um, everyone's related to someone in scotland aren't they (laughs) must be absolutely (laughs) (laughs) everyone loves scotland scotland's a great place i mean we have people from people from all over come to scotland uh you know for you know even at a professional level they love it out here they absolutely love it
0: yeah wonderful wonderful so i like to start the show out chris the way i start out every single morning just like i did this morning uh, and that is with an attitude of gratitude what do you have Mm. to be grateful for today man
1: Yeah, I love this question. Um, You know, I used to do, I used to practice this a lot more, uh, a lot more than I do now, uh, for some reason. And it was quite nice to have this question because it's reminded me of just this practice I used to do every morning as well about being grateful for something. And I think today, especially, had, um, you know, you have good days and bad days, right? I think we're going to talk about this a little bit. uh, But you're running your business, you always have these, these obstacles in your way sometimes. So even just today. I am grateful for being able to uh, do my work, right? That was one thing I thought to myself is just being grateful to have the access to the equipment and the place to do my work, have a conversation with you on the other side of the world and be able to stand up on my own two feet and have my health and my son and my family and uh, just be alive at this in this time, right? I've been reading a lot recently, we'll talk about this later, I guess, about artificial intelligence and the future and all of that kind of stuff. And I think it's just a magical time to be alive. So big, big sweeping gratitude statements today for me. But yeah, just being able, just being alive and having my health is like, just for some reason today, it feels it feels good.
0: Yeah, it's a lot to be grateful for, absolutely. And, um, you know, I'm looking at you here, uh, guys. Uh, it's rare, but I'm always... I like to look at the guys that I'm talking to and I don't always have that opportunity and Chris has his video on and he's standing there in his studio got a great mic and just standing tall looking good and, and, uh, you know, healthy looking very healthy man.
1: Thanks, man. Appreciate that. Absolutely.
0: So before we got started here, I talked a little bit about what you do professionally. And I really dig it. We're going to get into that for sure because I love content marketing. Obviously, I'm a podcaster, Mm. blogger, vlogger, you know, you you name it. I'm (laughs) doing it all too, man. I'm putting it all out there. I'm not so sure I'm doing it exactly right. But, hey, I'm putting it out there and I've been doing it for a year. And I'm willing to – I love to get on the the line and talk with guys like you to learn more because I know I have so much more to learn. And I've watched a couple of your videos and you're the same way. We're perpetual Mm. learners. We just, number one, we realize we don't know it all. We know a lot, but we don't know it all. But what we like to do here on Men of Abundance is get to know the man behind the abundance. Really get personal. So if you could, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Let's get a little bit deeper and talk about kind of what got you up to this point. We're going to get into that kick in the gut moment in a minute. But Mm -hmm. what kind of led you up to what you're doing now? Who is Chris?
1: Yeah, okay. So there's a lot to it. I'll try and pick out some of the key the key kind of milestones or the key moments and they got me here, the business that I run just now, CMA, the Content Marketing Academy, we're in our, we're like, we just just turned four years old, right, so I've been kind of in content marketing space since about 2009, 2010, when I started my first blog. And it was about that time, you know, when Facebook and Twitter and all that kind of stuff started to kind of come into its own. Uh, that was when I really started to get interested in marketing. But I didn't work for myself. Um, I've only worked for myself or had my own business for four years. Before that, I actually worked for another organization. And it was in that role that I actually started to really experiment with stuff like social media and content Started my first blog when I was still working and I was kind of doing a little bit side hustle, helping small businesses out in my spare time with their marketing. And I just got more interested in it than anything else and more interested in that than most other people as well. So it gave me a kind of some value that I could add to the marketplace. So I I just started doing advising people on social media stuff and marketing and content. And then that kind of turned into my business. And, you know, I went from working full-time in another organization and working part-time in, you know, doing some some sort of business advice consultancy stuff. And I also started a part-time business degree as well at the same time. And it was in 2011 where... I walked into my office at my, in my job, in the organization I was working for, and they were doing a bit of restructuring, they had the consultants in, and it wasn't been a very nice time to be in that organization. And I walked into my office and looked at the new org chart, the new organizational chart, and uh, unfortunately my role, my job role, wasn't actually on the chart. So I'm looking at the chart in the office, I'm like, oh, that's interesting, my job isn't actually here anymore. So, you know, to cut a long story short, I uh, signed some paperwork, took some money, left that organization and went to university full time because it was the only thing I could really think about doing at the time. So I had some money to survive on and became a full time student for a couple of years. And it was at that moment when I left my job that I realized I didn't really want to go and work for anyone else ever again. I felt quite strongly about that, but I didn't realize that until I left, even though I was doing all this marketing advice in my spare time. I, it wasn't until I'd left the job that I realized, actually, I don't want to go back and work for someone else. So I found to myself to be at university for all the wrong reasons. I was there to advance my career, get the degree, go and work for a larger organization somewhere else. But that didn't make any sense anymore. But I got through the degree, got a good, I passed with good merit. And um, I felt myself getting pulled back into it, though, because all my student friends were applying for jobs. And I felt myself getting dragged back into this. Mm. And I did find myself having a conversation with a director of a company to go work for them. But after a conversation with him, it was quite a sort of emotional time actually. It was like the day that we were getting our fourth year class picture taken just before graduation, just before we finished up at university. And I had this conversation with him and I said, look, I could imagine coming into your office tomorrow and you even offering me the job and me turning it down. And I think, you know, to be fair to both of us, I think it would waste both of our time. I think I should just not bother with it. I'm just going to go and do my own thing. And the director was like, I completely understand. He's been there before. And he just said, look, whatever you do, just go and be awesome at it. And it was that moment, that was the moment, the switch, where I went from uh, not sure what I was going to do I had like two paths I could go get a job or I could go and w- work for myself and start my own business where I kind of like burnt my bridges and just and decided I made a decision in my head that I was going to go and build my own thing and even just quite recently actually so like three or four years on my mom said to me um, after all the ups and downs that we've had along the way she just said she, r- she never really appreciated until now just how much resilience and determination and risk I'm willing to take to not go back and work for someone else. So that's kind of my, that's been my journey so far. And the, the, it was that kind of, that moment in time where, where I just decided for myself, I made that decision, took responsibility for that decision myself, that I was gonna go and do my own thing. And getting a job was not an option. And it's almost like having a plan B for me would be like, oh, well, this isn't working, I'll just go get a job. Whereas for me now, it's actually I will make this work because I am not going to go and get a job. If that makes any sense,
0: it does make a lot of sense to me. Some guys, it may not make sense. I don't know what it is about so many people that feel that it's just so important to get a job. It's not a job that you need. It's the income that you really need, and you only need the amount of income that you need that you that you want to uh, live a particular lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, yeah. And that's really all you need. Anything after that, you know, is bonus. But what's ultimately more important to me and what I try to get my boys to understand is how do, what's your lifestyle like? What are you what are you doing to earn a, earn a living when we're talking about earning a living? Is it something that fulfills you? And if mm-hmm. it's not, why are you doing that? Don't mm-hmm. why why do that? So what did that do for you when you made that realization and that decision to go out on your own what did that do for you mentally how did you feel about that
1: yeah it gave me the focus that I needed I needed to I needed to have a focus um and I also needed to have it's almost like I needed to make that decision for myself if 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 I had that backup plan I would maybe wouldn't put everything into what I'm doing or have been through the tougher times and maybe maybe I would have given up so I think it's given me the determination that I needed to succeed and to all, and to get better as well. Like so, every obstacle it's ha- I've had along the way, dealing with obstacles, you know, all the time, is the is the determination to overcome those obstacles and knowing that if I do, I'll be better because of it. So I become stronger, better business person or whatever, better marketer. Um, and I think that that's it's it's made me better at it, at all of this um because i've been determined and just never never given myself the the choice to stop or to give up or to take a different path i i wanted to invest myself in it would have been even if i did take a job i would put my I, even back when i was working for someone else for 10 years i put everything into that i'd do the extra hours i wasn't the type of person that was clocking in at nine o'clock and clocking out at five i was doing 60 70 hours a week it's you know my, I've got the work ethic there I just I think for me it's about putting it into something that I truly believe in and that I have complete well as much control over mm-hmm. as I possibly <laughs> can as well so I think a lot of I think there's a lot there's a lot in there but I think the main thing is that it's done for me is to, uh, to to give me to I've taken full responsibility for this that's the key I think and because of that I'm willing to go through a lot to get to where i want to get to and that as part of that is about like we've already mentioned learning development and overcoming the hard times as well
0: yeah and overcoming those hard times and those challenges are truly what makes men the abundant leaders that they are because you cannot grow without that challenge you simply Mm -hmm. can't if you're just sitting on the couch watching the game you know, going to work, like you said, nine to five, coming home, sitting on the couch, doing that day in and day out, you're not growing. Even if you're progressing at work a little bit, you're still not growing as a man. You're not growing as a person. You're not growing as a husband, father, so on and so forth. So speaking of that, those kick in the gut moments when we're talking about those challenges and in those challenges, sometimes those challenges take you to your knees. It feels like a kick in the gut, just knocks the wind out of you. And I'm sure you've got one or two that you can mention, if not several. I'd love for you to <laughs> mention one of those, uh, share one of those kick in the gut moments with us and really make us feel that.
1: Yeah, so... I've mentioned maybe what one about the decision that was a frightening moment. Just just deciding to not do something, you know, to, to say no to something, turn down an opportunity to take on your own was wasn't a kick in the gut. It was probably more uh, like uncertainty was probably one thing. You know, just a little bit of, a little bit of fear, a lot of fear associated with that, but a lot of emotional relief with it too. So that's one one out of the way. The other one is probably it was, the other one is more personal and tied directly to everything that i do so my um my younger brother colin died 10 years ago it's almost 10 years his 10 year anniversary was in in uh, july this year he died unexpectedly he was 23 years old mm-hmm. and um he that happened when i was quite young too i was only 25 25 years old so it's quite a sort of So it's not something you expect to go through at that age, you know, for a younger brother to to pass away. And ever since then, I've been through a lot of different emotions, It changes year on year for me. Some, you know, it's just just, I get older, obviously, as well, I'm able to deal with it a little bit differently, but also use it differently as well. I don't know if that makes any sense, but, you know, I've never been one to be depressed or um, sad or sort of like moping around. I'm always kind of on the go. I think a big part of that, I mean, when I was 25, 26, I started to take education a lot more seriously. I started to read a lot of books. I started to just want to do more. And I think a big part of that when Colin died um, 10 years ago, it was that it didn't it, it didn't sort of destroy me. It, it fueled me um, to want to get as much as I possibly can from whatever it is that I'm doing. So I never stop. And, I'm and, you know, there's pros and cons to this. Like, absolutely. Someone listening to this just, just now will probably think well, that's not a good thing either you know, and, and I guess the, you have to deal with these things in the best way I can. So um, I think Colin passing uh, taught me that life is is fragile, you know, it can be taken away, but also that we're not made of glass as well, you know, that we can do a lot. In fact, we can do a lot more than we think we can do, We under underestimate what we can achieve. And I just want to get I think this has driven me to want to do as much as I possibly can and push myself, uh, to the boundaries of whatever, whatever I'm doing. So learning development, growing a business, being a dad, growing, uh, having a family, um, seeing the world. Um, yeah. And just, I think that that was a kick in the gut moment, but it didn't put me on my knees. Yeah. It's probably the most important part.
0: No, I get that, and even if it does put you on your knees, it's it's just temporary. But the, you know, we kind of joke about it, really say it jokingly, but none of us are getting out of this alive. So yeah, that's true. Know, it's
1: the one thing we've all got in common.
0: Yeah, exactly. So you know, you might as well make the best of it while we're here. You know, and 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 I can feel that loss certainly because I've had a lot of loss uh, with personal mm. family in my life as well. And uh, you know it does take you to your knees for a few minutes, but you just got to get back up and and live on in their life, you know, in their memory. Yeah. And it's just I think that's very important. Thanks for yeah. sharing that, by the way. I, it's tough to share that from time to time, and I understand that, so I appreciate that.
1: Yeah, I just I like talking about him. He doesn't get that chance, so I think if I can have a chance to talk about him, and um, I think that's important.
0: It is very important, and that's very cool. Absolutely. So you know what was kind of that you know. What really brought you up out of that, kind of that enough is enough moment that really took you into, well, let's do this. What, what I really want to do at this point is mm-hmm. content marketing, content creation. Let's talk mm-hmm. a little bit more about that because we really don't talk about that a whole lot here on Men of Abundance, the technical side of that. And what is sure. the importance of that, not just from a business aspect, for the, and it, it mostly is we're talking more about business, but mm-hmm. even from a personal side, how can yeah. the guys... What can you share with us about content marketing, content creation that would help our guys out? Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, so let's let me bridge in from Colin. I think it's a nice bridge, actually. So sometimes, um, not sometimes, definitely writing, publishing, creating, producing just generally makes you feel better. I think self-esteem and self-confidence is probably the biggest factor in determining someone's success in anything, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Whether you work for someone else or whether you run your own business or whether we're talking about health or fitness or whatever um i think just being generally positive and having um, a good attitude i think is determined by self-esteem and confidence i think writing or publishing or creating something producing something um is a big big part of that i think content can lead to a greater life um through producing something so for example a daily habit of writing or you know you create a podcast um I've got my own podcast as well, which is a kind of good channel, you know, and I think um, if you strip away the business side of things, I think you, everyone should see a personal reason for doing all of this to do it for themselves first. I think, um, it can really aid your own, it can be like your own therapy or your own, you can be your own therapist essentially by writing or speaking or creating content. So I think from a personal perspective, there is a lot of advantages and um, a lot of reasons why you should do it strictly for yourself. And then there's all the business advantages as well. So I think, um, you know, some people write a daily journal, for example, like that's a source of therapy. I mean, mm-hmm. it could be down to gratitude, for example, we mentioned at the start of the call. I think a big part of writing a journal comes down to that, too. Um, but capturing memories, capturing stories um, and, and some sort of journal or some sort of writing is a great practice to have. It can come down to a daily habit. And um, so, yeah, so from a personal perspective, I think there's a lot to talk about there, and especially when you're talking about a life of abundance. Um, I think all the great successful people did something like that every single day, you know, wrote or captured some sort of um, daily journal or journal entry of their lives. Um, So yeah, I think from a personal perspective, there's a lot to be said for that. Um, Business side of things though, I mean, I mean, where do you start, right? Uh, We could talk for hours on this one. Um, I think if you're not creating content today and you're running a business then you're missing out on perhaps the biggest opportunity to build an audience, and the not only that you are by not doing it, you're actually you're deteriorating your business, right? Your business is going backwards um, simply by not doing anything, which is the danger, right? So a lot of people think they don't need to do it, or they're not ready to do it, or there's lots and lots of reasons why people don't get started with content. But um, we have to be honest with ourselves and look at the world around us changing, um, the way that we buy things, the way that I think you could just be, look at that basic concept of consumer behavior, you know, how do we buy things today? And I think you could quite easily see that that has changed dramatically in the last 20 years since the internet has become, uh, well, it's in everyone's pockets now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you look at the way that consumer behavior has changed and your business and how your business communicates and you could, you could quite quickly discover that, um, there's a gap, you know, and most businesses aren't communicating in the way that consumers, actually want to communicate with businesses. So I think that's the biggest thing is just to kind of be honest with yourself and look at how you buy things today, look at how your family buy things today, look how your friends are buying things today, and then look at your business and think, are we doing everything we can to be relevant today?
0: Very, very good explanation. I was thinking, as you were saying that, I was just listening to a podcast a few, sometime last week, and this hits the nail on the head from a business aspect And this guy, I'm not going to remember his name, but he was an IT guy and he worked for a big company. In fact, he worked for Starbucks Corporation and he was one of their top IT guys, but he loved beer and he loved beer, I should say. So he started this, (laughs) uh, this blog and he was writing about IT stuff and sharing his knowledge with IT stuff. But oh, by the way, he talked a lot about beer as well. Here's the cool thing about content marketing and what it does for your business, exactly what Chris was just talking about, is another guy who owned a brewery wanted a website built, but he wanted it built from somebody who understood the industry. So he Googled technical support or or website building, because this guy built websites on the side as well, and beer. And this guy's name popped up. Why? Mm -hmm. Because he had, he was already blogging about website development and all this type of stuff involved with the website development and beer and his, Mm -hmm. he wasn't even marketing it. He was just writing about it. He had no idea. Mm -hmm. Now the guy has built an app called, I think it's called age verify and Mm -hmm. almost every, um, alcohol related website out there uses this software and to verify the age of people who are coming onto the website. And then he's got mm-hmm. just more business than he can imagine because he's building websites specifically for that industry and that's his niche. And I think that's a brilliant example. You have any other examples similar to that?
1: Yeah, so I can, I can kind of build on that one actually. Um, the the key there was that the person that was looking for the website, right, he the, had a problem, right, he mm-hmm. needed a solution for it. He didn't know who he was looking for He didn't know if there was a solution out there. He never knew the name of the company or the name of the person he was looking for, but he found them. That's content marketing is to close that gap. So you've got to imagine that someone's on Google looking for something and they've never heard of you before. How do they find you? Hmm. That's the content that you create um, to attract people, to pull them in, right? So I think that's a key, that's a really good example, actually, a really good example of it. It's when people aren't looking for you they don't know who you are. How do they find you? And they're typically typing in questions and problems into Google, not your brand name. So a lot of people will really? say things like, you know, we're page one on Google for our our business name. I'm like, yeah, that's great, but nobody, nobody knows who you are. <laughs> you know, they've never heard of you before when they're like, they've got a problem. So it's like pointless. So yeah, I think that's a great example. I mean, you could take another example of that. I mean, we've got, you know, loads of success stories. One of the best success stories we have is with a manufacturing company. So the B2C product, and it's almost like, You've got to imagine yourself looking out onto your back lawn and you want to have like an outhouse or a shed. I don't know what they call it in America. We call it a summer house here, almost like a wooden shed, really high-end wooden shed out there. And you'd be sitting out there drinking a glass of Prosecco on a summer's evening with your husband or your wife or your, your family. And immediately you're sitting there Saturday afternoon or something like that. And you immediately become aware that you want to have this in your backyard. The first thing you're going to do is you're going to go onto Google and you're going to be like, What size do we need? How much is it going to cost? What type of wood do we want? What color? What kind of roofing do we want? Do we need to create some foundations here? We've got enough room. What would it look like? Uh, You know, you've got tons of questions. You haven't once thought about where you're going to buy it yet, but you're looking online for answers to all of these questions. It's the company that answers those questions in a trusting way, in an honest way, in an unbiased way, is the one that's going to educate them so they can make an educated buying decision And if they're the ones that are educating them and they're on their website, there's a very good chance that they're going to be in with a shout when they want to contact a business for the first time. And the reality is, is that 70% of the buying decision is made online before someone contacts a business for the first time. And as soon as you appreciate and understand that, content marketing isn't just like, oh, we should do that. It's like if we don't do this, Mm -hmm. we are leaving money on the table. We're losing out on customers that we never even knew that we had the chance to get. So that's why content marketing is so, so important.
0: Yeah. And, and, and more importantly to me, a a potential customer is going to end up working with somebody that they really can't relate to. Uh, If you're, you're the guy that they're looking for, you're the person that they're looking for and they're never going to find you unless you put yourself out there in such a way. Mm -hmm. Brilliant. Absolutely love it.
1: And there's a ton of opportunity. Like don't think that your industry like is different or that it doesn't apply to your industry or You know, there's tons of people already in our industry, so we can't do it, blah, blah, blah. It's just, you've got, you need to get yourself out there. Uh, Stop, you know, uh, park the excuses and just get started.
0: I'm glad you said that. So what is one of the most unlikely industries that you've ever worked (laughs) with that they were like, content marketing is just not going to do anything for me and you kind of turned them around?
1: Oh, that's a good question. I don't know if I've got an answer for that one. Let me (laughs) think. Um... You know, the best one, actually, it's a typical, it's a standard one that comes up a lot Is B2B companies. B2B companies typically don't think content marketing works for them, like a sales consultant or something or a IT company or, you know, like anything B2B. They always say something. Like, yeah, but doesn't really work. Would this really work for B2B companies? And the reality is, is that, of course, it does. You know, it works for B2B and B2C and all different types of companies. So we always that's a that's a fairly common, a fairly common one. Uh, that we get all the time so i'm trying to think of a maybe one to pop up as we as we ch- chat along but i can't think of an, a really really strange one off the top of my head just now software's probably one actually um someone that sells like really niche software probably wouldn't think that it works for them but it can do you know content marketing does so much it isn't just mm. about getting customers it's about being able to uh, pitch for higher prices, uh, higher you know, higher contracts, um, getting better quality of customers as well. Having customers stay with you for longer and spend more over a longer period of time. Content marketing really ticks the box across the whole buyer journey. You know, the prospecting part, whilst they're uh, considering or making a decision through to when they become your customer and you want to keep a customer for life, content marketing sees that whole journey. So I think if you're just looking at content marketing from the I want to get more customers perspective, you're actually only seeing a small part of the content journey. So like it, I think that's like another reason why it works so well for every single industry is because content can hit. You can use content at multiple parts of the of the customer journey.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you're seeing this more and more in our books. And you know, anytime you pick up a book these days, whether it's nonfiction, fiction, it really doesn't matter you're going to find throughout the book, specifically when they're how-to type of books, uh, personal development type of books, any sort of technical, any sort of how-to book, they're going to reference various apps. They're going to reference various websites. They're going to reference YouTube videos. So they're pulling it all in from every direction so that all of their content is available to the people Mm -hmm. that are interested in that particular industry. So guys, when you're thinking about content we're not just talking about what we're doing right here with podcast which to me is one of the most amazing pieces of content that you could create for your business Uh, or and you don't have to be a podcaster for that matter, you can be a guest on a podcast because your your real voice is getting put out there. And I just mm-hmm. uh, to me, that's just, you know, the best way to get to know somebody is to listen to them speak, hear the fluctuation in their voice and the passion in their voice. But then you put that into written form in a blog, you put it into a book. Even music is content marketing. A lot of music has a message to it. And they're putting their message out there. And earlier Chris was talking about therapeutic. A lot of writers who write music, write plays, write books, they started out doing it in many cases because it was therapeutic. And it turned into poetry and it turned into uh, printed uh, material and it turned into music. So it's just it's everywhere in in our lives, in our daily activities.
1: Yep absolutely it's content is everything mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, absolutely
0: yeah brilliant so chris at this point we're going to pay it forward to our abundant leaders you ready to do that brother let's do it so give men of abundance one to three actionable steps that they can take today
1: the things i live by i guess probably the best way to, to start is like i've got the t-shirt on you can see it in the video here right doing more of what makes you happy I love it. and this is a johnny cupcakes brand from boston and that's number one tip is to just always work towards doing something that makes you happy right even if you have to do something that doesn't make you happy right now always have that in your in front of your mind like what are you working towards do more of what makes you makes you happy surprisingly you know another another tip number two would be from what we have just talked about as well is that just you know create something publish something produce a blog a podcast do something do it for yourself and create content and get out there let your voice be heard And I think for a business type of one, for those that run their own businesses, I think this is one that I think gets lost in the noise a little bit when it comes to business advice and sales advice is to focus more on the customers that you have now more than the ones that you don't have. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it's something that's massively missing with business today is that there's a lot of people out there prospecting all the time and not looking after the ones they have and the more you look after them, the more they'll look after you. So that would be my three big tips for today.
0: Excellent, perfect. I appreciate that. What daily habits make up the biggest impact in your life?
1: Yes, yeah. I'm not, habits are funny for me. I uh, I have some. Uh, I don't have any particularly bad ones, but I don't have any like hugely particular good ones either. So uh, apart from like. One of the number one tips I do from a business perspective, so I'll give a business one and a personal one. Uh, The business one is always doing something towards growing my business every day, right? An activity every single day that will result to the business growing or going forward. Like this, this is a great example. Being a guest on a podcast is a good example of an activity that's about growing the business, right? So always something. And then number two is this is something I do every single day is I read and I write. Every single day I will read and I will write. And that's just turned into a daily habit over the over the years. I don't even have it in, in my schedule anymore, really, to be honest. It's just, I just do it. And it's amazing. It's an amazing habit to have. And if I don't get it, if I don't get to read or write in a day, I am really cranky. It's like something that I need to do. So that would be, that would be like the habits that kind of like fuel me, really, to be honest, every single day.
0: So what, speaking of reading and writing, what are you reading or listening to now that you'd recommend to our abundant leaders and why?
1: Yeah, I knew you were going to ask that and like tons of stuff just now. But I mean, I think to, to kind of to kind of uh, give it some focus, I am really interested in futurist type stuff just now. So I'm reading a whole like I'm just going down that rabbit hole just now. So I've just read Kevin Kelly's The Inevitable, Non-Obvious Trends to 2017 by Rohit Bhargava. And that's kind of just opened up a whole host of stuff. Um an example is the wait, the wait But Why website. Tim Urban, I just read a couple of hundred pages on his website over the weekend about AI and um, brain interfaces and stuff like that. So that's kind of like my biggest thing just now is like getting stuck in about all of that. Um, so Wait But Why is like the one big resource I would say that I'm stuck getting stuck into just now. And um, non-obvious trends 2017 and Kevin Kelly's The Inevitable have probably been like the top three things in the last couple of weeks that I've uh, I've been reading and studying.
0: Very cool. Yeah. Those are completely different than what I normally get in the answers. Mm. And I appreciate that because everybody's always about, you know, some sort of how to book or personal development book. But it's important to Mm. read other things and really broaden your your thought process. One of the guys that I follow, obviously, or maybe not so obviously to some of you, but some of the listeners know is Peter Diamandis. He is the author of Abundance and Bold. And he does a lot of work and a lot of research and posts Mm -hmm. a lot of information about AI. Yes. Uh, And he works very closely with Elon Musk and other thought, you know, forward thought leaders like that. It's just Mm -hmm. truly, truly amazing where we're going with that stuff.
1: Yeah. That's definitely a subject for everyone to at least have like a surface level awareness of because Mm -hmm. it's going to change the world for definite. And it's going to, if anything, it's going to change the way that people buy things and consumers consume. So that's like one of the reasons that kind of triggered my thought. I was like, I need to kind of figure out what's going on for my own community, have a better understanding of most people about what's actually happening here mm-hmm. so that I can be at the forefront of it or at least be able to uh, help people shape. In fact, the personal reason for me going deep into the subject was for my son, Spencer, who's only is just 18 months old, 20 months old now, um, was that I just wanted to have when he grows up, he'll probably, he might never drive a car as we drive it. Mm -hmm. like that's that's the reality that if when he turns 17 to drive a car cars will not be like the car i drive today that's an actual real possibility which is crazy right and i just want to be in a position where i can not tell him what to do or even advise him but just be able to shape that for him so if he's thinking about doing something or he wants to use me you know to, to have a chat about something at least i'm like aware of what's actually happening in the world. So I think getting into the subject from a personal perspective was a big driver of mine.
0: And now that we opened that up, I have to say, you know, guys, seriously, take heed to what Chris just said. You really have to at least get some base knowledge because some of you are sitting under your seat, some emotions just popped up when Chris said it's a good possibility that his son, by the time he's driving in the next eighteen 16, 18 years, will not be driving a car like we drive today that that builds up some emotions some of you freaking got some fear going on there you you got some you're pissed off about the prospect of that but you really got to look into the whole thing before you make an emotional decision on how you're going to feel about that seriously it's just like anything else you're just, yeah. fear of the unknown, it, it pisses people off and it makes you act crazy. So definitely, it, Peter Diamandis De is one guy to look after. Mm-hmm. And who was it that you just mentioned? We're going to have it all I listed guess, like, in the show notes. Like
1: Kevin Kelly, Tim Urban, uh, Peter's books, yeah, definitely Abundance. Um, those are like the main ones. There's, there's a few more. Um, Non-Obvious Trends 2017's like a great book. It's like mm-hmm. a curated book it's a book of curated trends i think it's a great place to kind of it's really easy to read and it's also really kind of like broad as well so you don't really have to know anything technical you just could understand what's happening in the world
0: yeah absolutely and i'll have all of that linked up in the show notes so you guys can go check that out and i highly suggest that you do so chris what do you feel holds most people back from living a life of true
1: abundance yeah. Um, themselves. Probably, you probably had this answer, to the answer to this question before, I guess. But mm. them, typically, us. I think one. Of, I've got a, a, a little list here of things that I think are relevant and things that I see in myself and things that I try to improve on on a daily basis as well, like self doubt and like not feeling good about yourself, like low self esteem. Um, I love to look at things instead of saying something like, "What's the worst that could happen?" I like to say, "What's the best that could happen?" Right, and that's just like a shift in mindset as well, and especially in business, because a lot of things, a lot of things can go wrong. But if you go into something with the mindset of like, what's the worst that could happen? Then you're not looking at the best case scenario. I want the best things to happen, right? I want to try and push myself all the time. So I think, like, self doubt leads to like low self esteem, which leads to a sort of more reserved or maybe negative attitude towards things as well, and there's not really any motivation. Um, or there's a lack of motivation um, and then it leads to an underestimation of what you're really capable of so it's just like this vicious cycle and then it goes into procrastination which like you do nothing and then when you do have success you don't appreciate it and all that Mm -hmm. stuff so I think it can be like a really dark place you can go into and I think it all comes back to believing in yourself like that's the key so holding your back what holds you back is doubting yourself and what helps you move forward is believing in yourself. And each one of them takes you down a completely different path. Um, that's that's the number one thing I think every day is to feel positive about your life and to not doubt your doubt what you're capable of. You're capable of way more than you think, and just to believe that I think is is the key.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And you started to talk a little bit about it there, and that is the the self talk and personal affirmations. You're talking to yourself. Mm. Anyway, you're either telling yourself, I can't do this, or you're telling yourself, no, screw that. That's the old guy. I can do this. I just got to figure out how. You either are in that that downward spiraling self-talk of doom, or Mm -hmm. you can just turn that around like you just said and bring yourself back up and realize that you can do it.
1: Of course you can do it. Of course you can. Like, of course, everybody can do anything they want to do within reason, right? There's someone that's done it before you. Um, And you can build on that. Of course, there's every possibility. Yeah, absolutely. It
0: sounds cliche, but it really is absolutely true. So what does living a life of abundance mean to you, Chris?
1: Yeah, um, I've never thought about this before. And I think it comes back to, and I was hoping that our conversation would lead me to an answer for this question as well. And I think that it's being responsible for my actions, I think, like full responsibility for what I do and what I don't do. And what that, whatever that outcome is, like what the result of that is, I think it's about taking like responsibility for all of that stuff. So not not like not um, relying on other people to take up, you know, my problems or my mistakes or or whatever. And and on the other side of the coin as well, the success, right? So to, to accept responsibility for the success that I have too. But I think that abundance that leads to abundance for me. So it's like almost like like it's me. I am responsible for this. Like whatever it is. Like the reason I have a problem is because I created it. The reason I have a challenge is because I'm pushing forward. The reason I have success is because I worked hard for it. Um and that gives me like almost it's not peace of mind but that abundance, right? That I am able to have as much control as possible about my environment and what I do and I'm making a choice to to do that thing. And I think that comes back to just taking full responsibility
0: yeah that's an excellent answer there's so much uh, freedom in knowing that if I put myself in the situation that I'm in then only I can get myself out of it by Mm -hmm. you know doing whatever it is that you need to do to to just realizing that number one because when you're blaming others then you have to rely on others to help you out Mm -hmm. of the situation that you're in they're not there to help you (laughs) you know yeah so yeah, great. That's right. Goodness. And I think
1: that people help you more if you're willing to help yourself first. I absolutely. think that's the key. I mean, I had a challenge even today where like I had to do all the hard work to get the help I needed. Right. So I think people and I know this from my own self from like my own coaching perspective as well, is I'm much more I'm much more engaged if someone has helped themselves first um when I help them. That makes sense, right? So there's absolutely. a bit of a partnership there. I think that's mm-hmm. key. Yeah. And absolutely. I think that's 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 abundance to me. And just knowing that, like, just understanding that I have everything I need to do whatever I want. Like, that's the, that's the world that we live in. Mm-hmm. And I think that gives you that sense of abundance that you can, you can be who you want to be.
0: Excellent. Out, outstanding. So we're going to close this up, Chris. Before we do, what did we not talk about that you want to ensure our abundant leaders get out of our conversation?
1: just i don't know uh, i think we covered a lot right we, we covered a lot you know yeah. work hard work hard and make sure you get paid for it right we never talked about that do that as well
0: yeah yeah absolutely. <laughs> so we're definitely going to have your site i've got your site up here and we're going to have it all linked up in the show notes uh the content marketing academy dot co.uk we'll have all of that linked up in the show notes but is there any other way in particular other than all your social media sites that are here on the side as well that uh you would like to uh share with our abundant leaders for them to get in contact with you
1: yeah i think if anyone's got any questions or they want to pick my brain about something that we've covered today the best place is twitter at chris Mar 101 and that's the best place to grab me and uh happy to you know anybody to connect and reach out it'd be nice to hear from from a uh,
0: Outstanding, yeah. So we're going to have all that linked up in the show notes, Chris, so everybody can find you. And, brother, I truly appreciate your time, your information, talking about content marketing. And I think we created some damn good content here today. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, I think so too. It was great fun. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: My pleasure, man. Aloha. All right, guys. What I want you to take out of this conversation, whether you have a business or you're into marketing or whatever the case may be, is to create content. One way or another, create music, create a journal, write down your thoughts, write down the things that you want to do in life. You've heard me talk about, and I don't talk about it as much anymore, but I have talked about the dream board or your vision board, or you don't even have to have a board. I think it's very powerful to have a vision board, but even to have a book or a journal or something you can keep by your bed every single night. And at the very least, write down the things that you love about your wife. Write down the things that you love about your family. Write down the things that you love about your kids. Write down the things that you are grateful for, like I do every single morning. I write down things that I'm grateful for. I write them down. And then I put some of those things into action as well. But something about writing things down, that is creating content. And later in life, that information, at the very least, is going to be absolutely priceless to those you leave behind. If not for anything else, that is a great way to keep track of your life so that others can remember you through that. This right here is truly a lost habit because there are so many people, like I already said, there are so many people from our history that wrote down things that they did, not just scientists, not just people like Benjamin Franklin, but many prominent figures in our past. We know so much about them because they kept a journal. They kept. They wrote a biography that was meant to be carried on and passed on throughout generations and future generations within their family. Just put some thought to it, guys. Now, go out and live your life of abundance and make sure to pay it forward.
1: That's all for today, Abundance Leaders. For more about our guests and the powerful information we shared with you today, be sure to sign up for our mailing list at
0: menofabundance.com. We appreciate your time and look forward to hanging out with you on our next episode. So until then, be sure to pay it forward and live your life of abundance.